So that was our official podcast. And Jess, you share so many beautiful things. I'm just, Zara and I, I don't, I don't, I think this is the um, one interview where we're like the most shook, where we're both like speechless and just like nodding. And I was like, and like, it was just, wow. You like, kind of left us speechless when you answered like I want wellness to live up to its name I was like damn <laughs> I was like I want to say something here but we need to be quiet to really let this point hit like poof like I have nothing to say because it's just I want to see wellness live up to its name um yeah but we are or I mean that's why we're here <laughs> like we want to see very much why we're here. Yeah. And I love that you want to mix art and movement. Um, Dara has been talking about. I'm really big. Yeah. I'm really big on expanding what I think wellness and what we see wellness as to include things like art. And I really personally, for me, education, um, because you're not a well human, if you don't understand how to think, if you're not connected to your body, if you're not connected to like art and community and the things that move you. So I really love that that's work that you want to do. Um, and I know you had signed, you had offered one of those workshops that I wasn't able to attend, but I was like, next time she does that, I want to go. Yeah. And, and the community, are, well, it's virtual now, but the reason why I was doing it is because I would teach these classes once a week in uh, like a popular park, right? So it was socially distanced, but I was also looking and speaking to the people who were coming and I'm like, this is once a week. How do I carry these people? What are they supposed to do for the other six days that they're not here? And so that's kind of what sparked it for me where I was like, Jessica, like you come from a family of artists. You love art. And I just never thought to bring the two together. But the reason why I brought the two together was we were able to create something together. And then what I would do is I would just kind of use what I had and then I would come home and take each person's artwork and then we'd bring it together because there was always a community theme. So for example, one time we took a uh, rope and I made this huge circle. So everyone was like distance. And then I put these like little tags on the rope and I said, what do, what do you need to fuel you? And that doesn't mean that it's going to happen, but I want you to get to a place where, or can you get to a place where you can name it and write it? So in the middle of this pandemic, if you're living alone or like whatever, what do you need? What is it? You can name it here and you can claim it here. So do it. And so I had these people writing the most, be- everyone's thing was different, But then what I did was I took the rope home and I like put in a little bag and then I created art with taking each person's tag and bringing them together. What does that look like? What does that look like visually? What does that look like collectively? And then so then this became, and I think for me, the the focus about bringing uh, movement and art is about hope. So what it was, was I'm not going to tell you when, but sometime in the next few weeks, I'm going to put together all of our stuff and then I'm going to send it to you and like present it to you, our collective digits. So then it becomes a, 
and I, and I have transitioned this concept into um, the actual mail. So I started doing that, sending people stuff in the mail so that it's, it becomes a thing. Is today the day? I know that I was a part of something. Is today the day? Is today the day I get this right? Yes, this you are image? Such a genius. Like you are such a genius. And like you have, it's so funny as you were talking and explaining. And I think this is probably based on as earlier Zara is talking about wellness and art and education. I'm just like, you have like cool art professor vibes. Like I want to take an art class with you. Or like if you do like a series that's like art related and movement, like I want to take it. Like I mean, it has to work with my schedule, you know, but like I just I just can feel that you have so many good ideas and just beautiful ways of explaining and teaching and guiding and I just want to be a part of it like just I'm so in love with you but like mm. I, I've loved you like before this call but like even more I love you even more. I think Zara's probably in love with you too now <laughs> like, like, Zara is definitely in love with you now um she was like pretty in love with you before but like definitely for sure now um and I just want to add because you talked about like creating art and community and how important it is and how like nice people build people and so Hian has heard this name five million thousand times but Paulo Freire um, who I wrote my undergraduate thesis on and educational philosophy. So part of his work was he, like in his research, he brought all of these, uh, he, I believe they were called peasants at the time. I don't love it, but it's a feudal structure that I was not necessarily involved in, but just naming it. Um, and they didn't know how to read or anything. And he brought them together and he taught them reading through like syllable, like how to speak. And like, uh, he also taught them, he had them create art and create language and stuff like to connect like what I think a brick worker brick is as a sugarcane worker is different from what you think a brick is as a housing worker you like a construction worker you know what I mean so like I love that you're bringing art into it because how we see the world is so often translated through how we create art and it is so easy and wonderful to bring that together and share that and create community through that so I think that's really I just love that because that's part of his whole process of bringing humanization back to people. So fuck yeah, humanization. Can you yes. send me a link to this person's work? Because yeah, I yeah. would love to, if that's, a, if that's- Pedagogy of the Oppressed. Pedagogy of the Oppressed is like my favorite book. And I talk, the more you talk to me, the more you'll like truly just hear this name all the time. Cause anytime I say, I'm like, Hien, Hien, pedagogy, pedagogy. And she's like- And I'm like, yes, like hell yes. Like we need- we uh, need his work more like we need more humanizing of each other and yes. decolonizing our pedagogy our pedagogy right because that's I mean that's what it's what, whatever facilitator you are like use you, you still use pedagog pedagogy I don't even know if I'm saying the word right pedagogy pedag pedagogy, pedagogy. yeah yeah. I don't know why I want to say it's pedagogy. Like, so that's why. It's one of those words that the more you look at it, the more you're gonna be like, or the more you look at it, the more you say, you're like, am I saying this right? Yeah. Yeah. But it needs to be done in a way that's anti-oppressive, basically. Like our pedagogy, our pedagogy and how we facilitate and hold space and set expectations and communicate with people. If we're not aware of it, if we're just following along with what everyone else is doing the typical it's pretty fucking oppressive and I think you know that just that's why you do things the way that you do and I don't even know I don't know that you realize that you probably are practicing 
pedagogy of the oppressed without realizing it but I sense that from you like just how, I, how thoughtful and intentional you are about doing things it, thank you so much for saying all those all those wonderful beautiful things both of you and I am also deeply problematic and oppressive myself and I just we like to are. always we all are and I think about my resistance to calling myself an artist even though my father is an artist right like he's a painter and a graphic designer and it's so interesting for the most part I've always been drawn to like photography and also I love creating digitally and I think about the type of narrative I've given myself as somebody who so like if you look at my Instagram let's say that's that's my design eye a hundred percent but that's Canva that's Canva I know how to work Canva and I also have a background in photography and videography so like obviously the way I look at things like I have that experience right in terms of how I want things to look but I think it's so interesting kind of being reflective about that and Five years ago, you would never hear me say I'm an artist because I felt like a fraud. Well, I don't use all material. It's not the idea of what I think an artist should be, uh, but I use Canva, like does that count? And I look at the ways I like categorized myself and how I also denied myself um, in many respects as an artist, just dismissing myself. So I so deeply appreciate um, how the two of you have, have talked about, you know, fusing art and movement and the importance of it, because I do not sit here on the other side of the screen being like, I know all the shit, like I am too just trying to figure it out. I'm just trying to figure it out. I, I make mistakes so all we. the time. Yeah. And I think if that's the case, then all we have is our own truth and it's our stories, right? And so not everyone is deserving of your story. 